Most stories of success usually focus on a person's highlight reel. In this podcast, those people will share what goes on beyond the curtain. You'll hear about their wins and losses and how those experiences created their grit and determination. There's no such thing as luck. Welcome to Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Hey everybody, I have the opportunity to sit down with Tanya Houghton. Tanya is a triathlete and she is a top Ironman competitor. So she was a newcomer in 2008 and in her first race, she placed top 10 uh, and I think she caught the bug. So she coaches herself. She spends 20 plus hours training each week. She adjusts her own diet and pretty much does whatever it takes to be at the top of her game. She qualified for her fifth world championship. She's done so every year at the 70.3 distance. So she does this at home. She's a wife. She's got four kids. She's just laser focused. And the mental game is crazy in her. She trains by herself. She competes by herself. And to have that drive for so many years is amazing. So sit back while I talk to her and get her story. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Glad to be here. Of course you are. So um, what are you training for right now? Um, Specifically, I've got um, Ironman North American Championships in Tulsa, Oklahoma in two weeks. That's my next race. Ultimately, world championships. I've got a couple of those this year, too. Okay. When so uh, when are those? So September is um, the uh, 70.3 world championships in St. George, Utah. And then October is Ironman world championships in Kona, Hawaii. Okay. So that's my A race right there. Is Everything leads up to that. So to I'm that doing one. Tulsa to train for Kona. Okay. Now, what do you have to do to qualify for those races? Um, win your age group okay. in an Ironman. Um, it depends on the Ironman and how many people are in your age group. Sometimes the age groups will get larger, like the men get more than one slot because they outweigh the amount of women that enter the race. Mm-hmm. So it's calculated based off how many starters in your age group. Um, I got my slot from Cozumel and it was basically each age group got one slot down there. Okay. It was very minimal. So you had to win your age group. Um, 70.3s, they're a little more flexible on that. (laughs) Usually um, there's a ton of slots. So I won my age group to get that slot as well. But um, a few people behind me got slots too for that one. Now, how many people are usually in like your age group and what is the group? So right now it's 50 to 54. Um, and, you know, when I, when I started this, I was 40 to 44 and we were the biggest age group. And then I was in 45 to 49, we were the biggest age group. And I swear we're still the biggest age group. I have the top girls in the country in my age group. <laughs> in fact, Florida, and which was actually Ironman Florida last year, was the only U.S. Um, race that went on. And um, there was two slots in my age group. Whereas okay. the rest of the age groups had one. Oh, so, okay. so there was that they had large. 50 to 54 was stacked. Wow. Yeah. So Can you compete against the same 
core of people at each race? Um, no, they, um, I always get my fair share of competitors. Let's put it that way. Um, I, like I knew going into Cosmo who my competitors were and when they canceled Arizona, um, which was scheduled to be the same day, I knew I was going to get a few filtering through. Um, and they did, they came into Cosmo. So that just, you know, made it that much more competitive. Um, but yeah, we, we, they're distributed throughout the Ironmans throughout the year. Um, but I always have a good handful. I mean, there's not a lot offered Ironmans and ultimately everybody wants a Kona slot. Everybody wants to go to world championships and there's only so many bikes based on that pier. Yeah. So no more than 2000 athletes a okay. year go overall. There. Yeah. That's amazing. How many mm -hmm. times have you been there? Um, I qualified for, this is my fifth qualification, Okay, but I've only been, um, three times. Okay. So how is it training here, which is pretty flat and then going, like you just said, St. George, Utah. Um, well, I've never been actually to St. George. Um, but this is training here is it's not flat, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, we have, I feel that the courses that I train on out in Waxhaw, um, mostly for the bike, is is comparable anywhere. Um, and if I need to train for, say, Cozumel, I went out to the local airport and I did laps because Cozumel is, is a very tough race. Even though it's flat, it's very windy. It's a lot of headwind and okay. you kind of lose it with that much headwind trying to maintain your power. Um, throughout 112 miles on the bike. Um, but I have all sorts of different areas that I can hone in on. So um, this is perfect training for Kona for me. But there has been times that I had to go up to Asheville to train for like Whistler okay. or uh, Lake Placid. Yeah. So you, you do have to hit some higher hills when you go out to places like that. Um, Utah won't be too tough because it's a 70.3. Okay. So... Now, when you go out to um, like Whistler, um, do you go there like a week in advance, two weeks in advance to kind of get acclimated to the altitude? Um, for actually, um, so altitude training um, to get yourself acclimated to it, it, it's kind of a lot like heat training. So, um, but they say that if you, the closer you can get to the race, the better off you are. Don't go out unless you can go out way far in advance. Okay. Which, with, you know, with four kids and uh, I yeah. never had the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it's minimal time out and then do it and then yeah. get back. Whereas like, say I did, um, world championships one year in, in, uh, in Vegas. Um, and I got as close as I could to the, the race that I could. And that seemed to work better for me. So for it's better training. to get out there. As close to the race yeah. and do it as opposed to before a your body days realizes you need to do you the are. altitude training. Yeah. Okay. But there's there's certain areas I like I we've got one in Boulder, Colorado that I'll probably just never do because I don't like cutting it that close to an Ironman. Um Cosmel, I was in and out because of the COVID situation and I've gone down to Cosmel before and have gotten sick on the water. This was okay. my third trip there. So I've learned my lessons. <laughs> I think I went in on Thursday and literally raced on Sunday and came home Monday. <laughs> oh, wow. That's uh, that's quite a schedule. Yeah. So 
Um, let's go back to '09. Like, what got you into this? Um, well, I joined the YMCA and we moved here in like 2006, I guess. And I was just running with a running group and my, uh, running instructor, um, was like, you know, I'm going to do a triathlon. You guys should, you know, do a triathlon with me. And I said, well, that sounds cool. I said, but I've never swam and, you know, I don't own a bike. <laughs> She's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, at this point, she'd already got me into half marathons. So I was running. Um, I did pretty well. I, I ran a few half marathons, won my age group in the first, and I won first overall female, like in my third, which was only a couple of months later. And that's when she says, you know, you need to try triathlons. So um, now, was that the first time you were running? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, I was a cheerleader in high school. So I never did anything. I mean, literally she, I joined her running group and we ran roughly four to five miles, but she kept, I kept finishing first and she kept saying, okay, now go down and do that road, meet us back here. I'd go down and I'd do that road. I'd meet him back there. I was still done. And she'd add on, she'd slowly added on time Yeah. and realized I was like running 10 miles, you know, and she's like, all right, you need to do a half marathon. She's the same one that got me started in everything. Um, and so I was like, why do I have to do that? <laughs> She's like, to do a race. And it's like, see how you do. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, what do I have to see how I do for? Like, I didn't understand. You know, I'm from upstate New York and and I never ran competitively. It did, never did races. So um, so I did it and and I did well. So I was I was pretty good runner. And when I started on um the triathlons, that was my strength, was running. Um and the bike came and this, the swim came slower <laughs> because I had no technical experience at all in the swim. And it's all about form and, um, putting the time in. So <clears throat> did my first sprint triathlon in, in one, my age group. And I went right to the long stuff, like right away, uh, that same year, which was like, um, I guess 2008, I did, um, half Ironman down in South Carolina and, um, ended up second in my age group. So what's a half Ironman? So that's 70.3 miles, which is, um, 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike and a half marathon. Okay. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and then right after that, I did that one, I signed up for my first Ironman. So, and I did that in 2009. <sighs> Yeah. And, <laughs> and you were hooked. Yeah, I was hooked because I, I think it was because I was doing well. Yeah. Like I had, I tell everybody it was beginner's luck because I had no clue what I was doing and I didn't have a coach. I just went out and did all sorts of crazy miles and running. And, um, you know, the bike came, um, biking takes time to build your biking legs and strength. Um, so because I wasn't pushing so hard on the bike, I was able to get these amazing runs. You know, like my first Ironman, I ran a 340 in Florida in okay. my marathon and got a Kona slot. So That's amazing. <laughs> so what, um, I keep saying so. My Nicole just told me that I have a word tick and I say so, <laughs> and then I do something. I, I'm trying to break that. Um, how do you train for the swim? That's what I'm always thinking, yeah. is it just pool? Cause you gotta go. It is pool. Um, and because you don't really get a lot of open water, um, 
In fact, this year was the first year that somebody included me with this open water swim group. And I haven't done anything yet because they go to Lake Wiley and swim. And I just haven't had the, the opportunity to meet up with anybody on the weekends to do it. I do a lot of laps in the pool. And that's that's probably my biggest problem is because I'm allergic to um, all the chemicals in the pool. So when I get out of the swim, I'm sneezing and my nose is stuffed up and I feel like crap for like 24 hours. So I don't put in as much swim as most people do. Um, I have over previous years, like probably my, my second or third year, I really pushed hard on the swim. I mean, I was doing 4,000 meters a pop four to five times a week, which is a lot. Wow. And, um, and I had, I had, I had a few good swims, you know, and, but I realized it wasn't really taking that much time off my swim. It takes like a minute off your whole half Ironman and maybe two minutes off my full because I was never a swimmer as a kid. You know, it's something that I didn't think I would ever be that good at. Yeah. So I and swim enough now to to um, make me competitive. Like I came, I was 10th out of the water in Florida two weeks ago in my age group. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. And with over, I'm not sure exactly the amount of people in my age group, but it was over a hundred. Um, and then, you know, through transition, I think I was eighth or ninth place already. And that's just through the transition. And then by the first bike split, I was fifth and by the second bike split, I was in first. So I know now I can make up that time rather quickly Okay, that I don't stress my swim. You know, like I just came from swim this morning. I still do it. And I did great this morning. I had a virtual race <laughs> and I knocked 20 seconds off my one mile time, but that's, that's like a lot, but it's 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, that's a matter of, you know, just being a little quicker in transition. And in to make race. it up in somewhere yes. else. So, I mean, people stress, and they, they spend so much time in the swim, whereas the bike is the biggest leg of the race, you yeah. know? So I spend my time on the bike. Okay. I'm a very strong cyclist. How many miles do you put in a week here? Um, a lot. Um, so if my peak training for an Ironman, I put in about 300 miles wow. in a week. On top of swimming, on top yes. of... That would be on top of about uh, 45 to 50 miles in running. I used to run a little more, but as, I, as I'm as i getting older, I got to be smart about my running. Mm -hmm. um, I can't run back-to-back -back speed work days. Um, I had issues with stress fractures um, about five years ago, and I've managed to get on top of that. So, oh, Wow. So you're putting in quite a few miles right here. And we uh, we were talking about the running and mm -hmm. you're saying that you're starting to get a little bit smarter about your run and not putting in as many miles. Um, coaching. Have you had a coach or I, I see you've been coaching yourself yeah. quite a bit. Have you ever had a, a coach? No, no, no. I've always coached myself. Um, I had a master swim coach um, for a good amount of years towards the beginning. And, um, they were great to, you know, correct my form. And, um, basically they, you know, says you, you have no issues. You just need to put the time in. I mean, your form is great. You just need to put the time in the pool. And, but the time that was demanding was just to me, I felt I didn't need it. Yeah. And, um, now a lot of people say for triathlon training that, um, 
you know, master swim class is just really not always the best for everybody because you're not really concentrating on, you know, what you need is open water swim, crawl. You know, I don't need to do backstroke, right? you know, breaststroke. I don't need to waste my time there. And that's really what it was. It was, it was time consuming where I wasn't getting any better. I got to a point where I just wasn't getting any better no matter how much I put in. Yeah. So. Yeah. It would, I don't know, you know, in my mind, I, I don't know how it transfers from a pool to whether it be a lake or the ocean and how that, you know, I mean, I mean, you need to know how to swim. Right. So. And it's funny because uh, my husband calls me a mutter. The worst conditions of the race, the higher I rank, Okay. Um, especially in the swim. Um, I'm closer to the better swimmers when it's a hard swim. Okay. Um, in fact, Florida is one, considered one of the hardest 70.3 swims. Um, it's very wavy, uh, windy, and the course is shaped like an M. It's ridiculous. Um, uh. so there's so many turns um, that I was only two minutes off one of the best swimmers um, that I've swam with for years. Whereas in um, Cozumel, which, are, which is a more smooth uh, stream coat or stream swim um she was way farther from me i think she was like 10 11 12 maybe 12 or 13 minutes off of me okay yeah she did that much better than me because she's a good swimmer and it was an easy swim okay <laughs> so the rougher water kind of puts yeah. all of you guys and last the year same. we did one to get i'm just comparing myself to this one girl because we've been racing a lot together and um last year we did panama city and it was there was huge 10 foot waves out there and it was so hard to get through that swim. And I was only like less than two minutes off of her swim because I just powered through. Yeah. My form is going to be the same regardless. <laughs> uh, how do you, uh, it's like, how do you keep doing? I mean, this is years and years of training. Um, and you have four kids, right? Yeah. So how old were they when you started? Um, so it was difficult at first. They were all um, very young. Um, see, my youngest is was born in 2006. So, and I started in 2000, I guess I started the half marathons in 2008, did my first Ironmans in 2009. So I was, I was doing sprints in 2008. So she was two. Wow. And um, then they're every two years from there. So two, four, six, eight years old was my oldest. Um, I used to trade with a friend um, time. Like I would get her daughter off the bus on certain days and she would take my kids to other days, the days that I had to do longer bikes or runs. Um, I would jump from YMCA to YMCA <laughs> two hours here. Then I'd go to the next one and use their limit. Um, there was, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I, I progressed so much faster on the bike. I knew I only had so much time and I had to get it done. So there was no joy riding. It was out there and go as fast as you can to get those miles in and get back. How many hours do you put in a week? Um, I don't know, roughly 20. Okay. Yeah. A lot. I mean, because that's, that's high volume work. Yeah. Um, when did you finally go like, I'm taking it to the next level. So progression wise, you started in 09. 
and you knew that you were good, like you had something here, when did it, boom, take it to the next notch? Um, well, once I realized I'm, I, I did pretty well in the half Ironman, I signed up for my first Ironman and, um, I didn't win that one. I got second, but I got a Kona slot off of it. Um, but I was the fastest runner. Um, the girl that beat me was a pretty good biker. That's when I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> Just knew I could run fast. And, um, apparently I managed the bike pretty well to do that. But once I got my first Kona slot um, and went to Worlds, um, I got seventh place at Worlds. Um, so that's top 10 on my first World Championship. And I ran a 338. I ran even faster at World Championships. And it was a hard bike. I mean, Kona is considered the hardest course with, you know, one of the hardest bikes in the world. Um, and if I knew I've, I'm making in the 40 to 44 age group, seventh place, you know, I just, I think I can do better. I can get stronger on the bike, you know, and it's just kind of a, it's a drive to jump right back into it. I mean, as much as, first of all, you have to love your training. You, you know, you got to love your bike. People do Ironmans. They're like, oh, I got to go on the bike or I got to go to my run. I mean, if you don't love it, you're, you're not going to do well because there's a lot that goes into the training to do well. And, and some people do them just to finish them. And I get that. Um, and I have respect for all of them because it's a hard race. Um, but I was considered a competitor and, you know, placing seventh at worlds in the top 10 is, is great, especially for your first time. So I knew that, you know, I'm going to keep competing and, and keep, um, working it and, and coaching myself is even more of a challenge because, um, I know that like how I feel on a day-to-day -day basis, I can change my schedule. I can change things. So that's a benefit, but it's also a challenge to see how well I can do at it. Yeah. What about injuries? Those came about <laughs> 45 <laughs> to 49 age group. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, osteopenia, which mm. is thinning of the bones. And, okay. um, the reason why I finally went in and got it checked after I was getting a slew of stress fractures. And I just get, it kept going from one foot to the other foot and then back to the other foot. I ran two Ironmans one year on a stress fracture. Um, basically knowing I had the stress fracture, let's see how far I can go on the run before I'm going to walk. Um, so it was, it was, my running was going backwards at that point, because every time you have a stress fracture, you've got to stay off of it six to eight weeks. And then your, your running goes backwards and then you start to run again. And if you don't bring your miles up very, very slow, um, like really slow, which I couldn't because you, you got You feel like you want to jump back into it and you've got another race on the schedule. You've already paid for it. And then you get another stress fracture. <laughs> so it was one after another. And that's where I, that's basically those five years is where I got so strong on the bike because I was biking a lot yeah. and, um, trying to stay off, you know, the running and just doing quality runs. Really, I was running every three days, but every single mile mattered. There was no junk miles at all. Like, it all had to matter. Um, and it took me, like, I just feel this past year and a half or so that my running is really starting to come back again. Like, it'll never be back to where it was when I was, you know, 42, but because it's 10 years later. Um, I'm 52 now. 
Yeah. And I'm older. Um, but I am one of the better runners in my age group now. So I feel like, you know, that's, I'm not getting passed in the run. Like I used to, you know, I got so strong in the bike in the 45 to 49 that I would just blow it all away and then get passed in the run (laughs) by the people I passed in the bike. And now I'm just, I can maintain it in the run. So now I know my running is coming around again. Are you, how did that affect you mentally? Getting past? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, getting past, you were probably in like the super zone and when you got hurt and then to get hurt again and yes. then to try to get back slowly. I mean, how did that mentally- It's hard because like I was still winning the 70.3s. Um, I was struggling with the Ironman distance at that point. Um, <clears throat> I picked up Xterra's. That was a suggestion of my husband to get my mind off of things. <clears throat> but he know he knows <laughs> I don't take anything for casually. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to compete at it. Um, and I did. And I went to Worlds for Xterra's in Maui, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for about three years, I competed in Xterra's and I did really well. Um, I actually won, you know, regional championships and... Um, I was the first age group in the overall rankings for the Xterras for a few years. Um, and then I, I still, I just missed the Ironman. So I still kept trying to do both and realized at that point, um, plus with all the broken bones and it, it, what topped it off with me, was me going between two world championships. I was scheduled for, for Maui for my second trip. And I also qualified for 70.3 Worlds that year, and they were five weeks apart. Um, And I broke my collarbone in between. So that's when I decided I wasn't going to do X-Tears anymore. (laughs) I said, I'm I'm not going to be able to go to this Maui trip, and I'm done. Uh, I said, I need to really get back and focus on on the long-distance Ironman, because that's really what I love to do. And that's what I think I'm good at. Okay, Like, I am real competitive at the longer distance. Um, and that's from that, that would, that's starting, you know, going into the, my, my 50 to 54 age group where now I feel like I'm back at that top tier of gals. You know, I may not be the best in my age group. I know there's always somebody better. There's always somebody faster, but I'm back into that top group. Whereas, you know, I was kind of dropping before when I was struggling with my run. Um, and now I've, you know, I've changed a lot of things. You know, I haven't changed my sponsors. I've had the same sponsors for 10 years. Um, but I've changed, like I gave up meat two years ago. I don't eat meat. I I wouldn't say I'm a total vegetarian because I will eat shrimp or or salmon yeah. once a month or something, but okay. um, not that often. Um, and it's worked for me. You know, a lot of it, like I recover faster. Um, inflammation is down. And I, I've, my whole body makeup is different, um, more muscle. I've dropped probably 10 to 15 pounds and it's maintainable. Like my body weight doesn't shift any more than a pound or two, um, at any given time. So I think that's helped with stress fractures, obviously being lighter. Um, and, uh, my strength to weight ratio on the bike is obviously better. So I'm even stronger on the bike than I was you know, two, three years ago. Do you do any lifting? Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
try to be a CrossFit regular, <laughs> but that only seems to go from the off season, like around the winter months. Um, but in the last, I haven't been back to CrossFit since March of uh, 2020 because of COVID. Um, and when they shut everything down, we um, <clears throat> we got basically filled our cellar with everything I need. So I do maintain the weight training. Um, sometimes I'm down there at 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes, you know, it works for me, my schedule now uh -huh. around the swim, bike and run. I realize that I know what I'm doing as far as coaching myself on the weight training, because I've done CrossFit for so many years that I can manage it, but I like the time frame that I have to do it. Like I don't, I don't have to make a class. I don't have to get there at a certain time. I don't have to go before my swim, bike or run or after. Um, sometimes I can take a six hour break and then go downstairs and, and do what I need to do. And mm -hmm. I find that just doing a half hour and focusing on little bits at a time has worked better for um, getting out and still doing speed work the next day. Okay. You no, know, it doesn't inhibit my running at all. Um, it's made me stronger on all counts. Yeah. Do you do, do you supplement? Like, I'm talking about nutrition, like back to nutrition, because I mean, at 52 years old, you look great. And I know there's a lot of time <laughs> into that, you know, um, but at 52 years old, it takes a little longer to recover. It takes a little longer to yeah. do this. Do you find that, are you supplementing with anything? Um, vitamins, fish oil, you know, stuff yep. like that. I've had the same, um, basically the same vitamins. Um, and the only thing that's changed is it, it, after Kona 2019 is when I decided to give up meat. My older son and I tried it and he, I stuck with it. Um, he decided it wasn't working for him. Um, he's a wrestler and that has changed a lot. So I get my protein from pea protein, mm -hmm. um, Vega products. Um, I also have um, a sponsor, BRL Sports, that has carried me for 10 years, they, over 10 years. Since my first world championship in 2010, they picked me up. And they've got a huge line of products that I use religiously. Um, I do take all my vitamins, fish oil. Um, I take extra iron because I'm missing the meat aspect of everything. Um, other than that, I get a lot of it in what I eat. I'm yeah. a pretty healthy eater. Anything special about, you know, with helping with the, the thinning of the bones and the bone issue? There really wasn't anything. I went back for another bone scan and they, they said it hasn't really changed at all. Um, I do take extra calcium, vitamin D, um, and... I haven't had any stress fractures okay. in years. So either it has gotten better or I've just changed the way I run in so, so much that it's, it's worked for me, Okay, but I've, I'm on top of it and it, I've been able to manage it. Oh my gosh. I ate before you got here. My stomach is yelling over here. I, hopefully the microphone isn't picking it up as it's like yelling at me. Um, all right. So let's talk about the COVID, like COVID hit and how many races did you have lined up? Well, um, 
so 2020, I did a, I did a marathon in February, um, Hilton Head Marathon. Mm -hmm. I did very well. I ran a 331. Um, so I was real happy with myself. It's the first marathon I've done outright in years since, wow, since like 2008 or 2009, I guess. Um, I just, I don't know what motivated me to do it. I'm not really a fan of marathons. <laughs> They're kind of boring. So at 331, <laughs> yeah. like you're putting out marathon times. Um, for somebody that doesn't know anything about marathon times, like what is... So 331, what is a good range of the top finishers for marathons? Um, for my age group, the top finishers would normally be around a 345 on the average. Okay. Um, so I finished seventh in the race Okay. overall, first in my age group. That's an eight pace. Okay. Basically. Um, so I was real happy with that because I knew I had Ironman Texas in, in April. That was my goal race for the year to qualify for Kona again. And, um, that got canceled, but I had all the training in, it got canceled just one month out. Um, <clears throat> I just kept, I mean, I had a feeling it was going to get canceled, but I just kept staying on my training. Um, and then I rolled into Tulsa, Oklahoma in May, which got canceled too. Um, at that point, Ironman, um, just, I think they knew the year was going to be shot. So yeah. they started this virtual race series. Okay. Um, and I've done every single one. Like I was already trained and they started off with a half Ironman distance. And, um, so I went out and did it. I, uh, rode my bike in the middle of the night because, um, I went through, through stop, a few stoplights <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to stop your watch on a virtual race. Right. Um, and, and then, uh, they would, they, then they would do a couple different distances, like an international distance or a sprint distance, and then go back to the half Ironman. They kind of rotated them. Um, but getting into May, I started realizing that, you know, I want to be competing with this because they started splitting up. I mean, they were evolving too. They started off with basic, go out, swim, bike, and run. Then they started realizing that this is a problem. People, you know, can't stop their watches on the bike. And, um, then we can't monitor people if we want to be competitive. Um, so, I mean, anybody can go out. People were just jumping on trainers with no tension and like spinning it out. So, uh. I mean, they were finishing half Ironmans in like two hours. It was ridiculous. <laughs> So they started splitting up the, the different um, divisions, saying, okay, here's the anything goes division, and here's a championship division that we really want to try and get the competitors um, mm -hmm. that really want to race against each other um, in all fairness and be on the same type of level training and uh, racing um monitored so that everything, everybody, everything's fair, basically right. everybody's doing the same thing. And they were going to offer world championship slots because they knew that there was no place for these people to earn them. If the year was shot with real races, um, this was at the time was supposed to be South Africa in November. Um, not South Africa, excuse me, uh, New Zealand, which I already had my slot because I won Ironman, uh, Ohio the year before. So, which is a late race. So it qualified me for the following year for New Zealand. So I already had my slot, but I wanted to compete against these people anyway, um, just because there's nothing else going yeah. on. <laughs> so um, I went out and bought a direct drive trainer, which was uh, about $1,300 and there was none on the shelves. I got it out of Nevada somewhere. And um, 
this, then you go on this uh, virtual platform, um, which Ironman chose a partnership with Ruby and they, all the Ironman courses are right on there. So it's really pretty cool. It's yeah. like the best thing that's ever happened to me, <laughs> maybe even stronger on the bike, but I just love this thing because, you know, you, you get on and you're racing against everybody around the world. I mean, you see their names and you're yeah. passing them on the bike. It's really pretty cool. And then, um, you, you know, you had to weigh, weigh yourself in so that you're not, you're, they know your weight if they ever want to challenge you on your weight with the trainer, because it's based off your weight. Um, and then the, the runs were based off heart rate and can't be any negative net elevation loss. So everything had to be on a positive. So I had to go out and find my run courses. Um, I was running in this development that had no houses. <clears throat> now it's got like half belt houses, but so I've been doing this, um, all of 2020. I did this every weekend. Um, and then, um, Texas was supposed to be rescheduled till September and I stayed in it hoping. So I, I trained for an Ironman the whole year, basically hoping to, to get it. And then it finally got canceled again. <sighs> so I said, all right, I've been working my butt off this whole year. I'm not going to waste this training. And, um, so I signed up for Cosmo. Okay. And Cosmo went off. So and you got it. And I went down and I won my age group by a lot. Like yeah. I really, I blew everybody away on the bike. I was so excited. It's like the best bike I ever had in my life. And I had no clue I was that strong. No clue. I just knew when I passed the girls I needed to pass on the first lap that I was doing pretty good. And I knew where I came off on the run. I was probably a half hour in front of my next competitor. Wow. So the training helped. Um, I think it was just staying mentally ready Every single week, um, this is doing the races on top of the miles I was still building for the Ironman. So it's basically, you know, you build your miles and you do your speed work. And at the end of the week, whatever's left for the race, you do. I mean, it's all virtual. It doesn't mean anything. Who cares if you lose? Yeah. It's all about, are you getting stronger? Are you getting faster? And and I was. It was helping me a lot. I think it's just because I train alone. A lot of people train in groups. Um, tri clubs or, or whatever, and um, run groups. And I've just, with the four kids and trying to work around schedules and they're all in sports that this is just the way that I've always trained by myself. Yeah. You know? That's, that, it, that was really good of, of the Ironman organization to, to put that on. Absolutely. It kept you guys, you, you guys needed that. Mm -hmm. And it, that like really helped you. It, it probably showed who was, still like super training and who I couldn't believe can. more people didn't do it. Like I yeah. totally expected some of my competitors pop up on those boards and none of them did all last year. Like I got to meet a lot of new people, um, in my age group, but, um, I, I, I was very surprised that more people didn't do it. I think a lot of people just felt, I don't need that. I mean, my first reaction to a virtual race was no, that's not for me. Yeah. Like I'm not going to do a virtual race. But then when I realized there really wasn't anything else, um, I mean, I started with the first one because I was basically already trained. I said, oh, let's see, I'll just do it because I'm already trained for it and there's nothing else going on. And then when I realized, you know, how hard it was to like get out there and run 13.1 miles without stopping your watch <laughs> and trying to be fast. I mean, then I started just now it's just a way of life. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I got to do a race, you know, and then they, the races aren't like you don't have to do them swim, bike, run, 
and they don't count transitions, you can actually split up the days too. You can do swim one day, bike the next, run the next. So, I mean, it depends on how you want to structure your race. There's yeah. a time time window, um, Thursday to Sunday at a certain time, and you have to get those elements in during that time. So, I mean, obviously some, some, some weeks, like when I started off this year doing it, I did them all one boom, boom, boom. I went out and raced that half Ironman right away. You know, like I did the, you know, the swim, the bike, and the run all in one day. Okay. One from one. To, but this is what's going to help me. Just in that set my basis for my training. Where do I need to be? What do I need to get to? Um, so as a coach and coaching myself, this helped me set my parameters for what I need to work on. Uh-huh. Um, and then as I, you know, train the heavy mileage, you know, it's stupid to go out and try and do <laughs> all three of those one day. Right. You know, and not drive yourself into the ground. So then I would start that the best use of that would be splitting it up and, you know, using that 13 miles as my speed work for the week. It's a, I mean, do you give yourself credit for how mentally strong you are? Because a lot of people would have been like, I'm not doing that, you know, or, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot has to do with how you train alone. Yeah. I mean, you have to mentally, there's probably days when it's crappy outside and raining and asthma that you deal with and the pollen and stuff like that to not make excuses and go and get the work done. Yeah. I mean, do you give yourself- You know what? The the Iron Man logo this year is you versus you. And it's so true. It's what do you want? I mean- I want to win. I, this year, my goal is to podium at Worlds. I, I want to make a podium and nobody's going to do it for me. Right. So this is, this is helping me do it, you know, to mentally pull myself to that race course every week and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. This is what I need to do. And this is why I'm doing it. You know, it's, it's for me. It's, it's what you want out of it. Some it's hard. It's hard mentally. It is. It's a lot of mental toughness. But that's what an Iron Man is. Yeah. How it's do you deal with through. bad weeks? Um, <laughs> just go on do it. Yeah. I don't hesitate anymore. I mean, I used to like my worst out of all my training. Like, yes, I don't enjoy. I don't love to swim. First of all, we all decided that. Everybody knows <laughs> that that I love to bike and run, but I don't really particularly like the twenty mile runs either. Um. I don't mind any speed work and I love my hundred mile bikes, but the 20 mile runs just, just seem so long. And I used to hesitate, you know, to find anything I could <laughs> keep me busy for 20 minutes to a half hour until I finally rolled out the front door. But now I just do it. I just, you know, get out there and do it. I don't even think, and I just start running and just start the watch. And, um, same thing with the races. Every, it's just part of my training. You know, I just, just do them. Like, I just got to do it. And if I, if I don't do it, I feel like I failed myself, Yeah. you know, and it's, and I know they don't really mean anything. Um, cause they're not, you know, I'm not, it's not a real race. It's virtual. So it's, but it means something to me if, you know, I'm competing and I put it as I make it a competition, whether it's a competition of the run that week, what was the run out of all that? Did I get the best 5k? you know? Yeah. But I, I do the same course, you know, the same exact, um, time. So I compare my times like this morning I I had a 1500 miles or 1500 meter swim 
I took two, 20 seconds off my best 1500 meter swim from all my virtual races. So I think it's because the balance gone. <laughs> I can breathe better. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it was an improvement. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it helps me to, to judge my fitness. There's always, you know, to, to go out there and do something and to know where you started yeah. and how you're moving along. How else are you going to get faster? Do you always, did you know that you had this competitiveness in you? Oh, my mother always tell me we did. She says, you girls are always, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it right. Yeah. You're going to take it to the fullest extreme, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess, I mean, my kids are the same way. Yeah. Um, my oldest is, is a wrestler at NC State. And when he decided to do that in sixth grade, you know, there was nothing stopping him. I mean, nothing. And competitors, whatever. I'm not moving a weight class to get away from anybody. You know, I'm going to go head in. Yeah. And I'm going to win this. And there was no thoughts that he could lose. You know, he was yeah. like, I'm, what do you mean lose? I'm not going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> he would, I mean, that was his thought process all the time. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I don't bail out of races. I don't do the races because they've got a faster swim. Yeah. I jump around. I do the ones that are convenient, the ones that are good time frames, And I like to do new courses, you uh -huh. know, but I don't do the ones that are going to have the easier swim. It's just a challenge for me, you know. It's awesome that yeah. you're, so you just, um, was it just recently that you had your Florida race? Yeah, uh, a week ago Sunday. Yeah, and you like, you crushed it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so I just, I did that same exact race in 2019, um, same age group. Uh, we had a few of the same competitors there. Um, in fact, the second place girl. Yeah. She, she was there in 2019. I ran past her in the run and then she bailed out. So she didn't really actually finish the race in 2019, but she's one of the best, best bikers in my age group. Um, so I totally didn't expect to see her until the run. It helps to know your competitors and where their strengths are. So, you know, yeah. I mean, you've got to, everything goes off first come first serve to the swim. They don't do any mass starts anymore. So you don't go off with your age group. And so it makes it kind of difficult to follow Okay. where they are in the race. But if you know them and their strengths and you know, you can spot them on the course and you know, like I knew she was a better swimmer than me. I knew she was going to come out of the water in front of me. Um, I managed to knock four minutes off my swim from 2019. And that's just being more focused. I think, I mean, I looked at my map afterwards on my GPS and it was flawless M. Uh. <laughs> Whereas I think I may have gone off course two years ago, but, um, and then on the bike, like I said, I didn't, I didn't expect to see her so soon. And I, when I passed her on a bike, I knew I was doing well because, um, because she is usually a better biker than me. And I beat her by, I think like six minutes on the bike, but my overall bike time was eight minutes better than wow. 2019. And, um, in the run, I was probably about three or four minutes better so I knocked off a lot of time just from two years ago on the same course. Um, That's amazing that yeah. it's, it gets better and better and the training works. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing my, my times, my, my bike has not only gotten so much stronger, but now I've been able to, I can manage that strength. You know, I can 
let off a little bit so that I can make a better run now. Before it was just trying to get that bike in and um, whatever you had left for the run. Yeah. But um, now it's like I'm doing, like I don't have to do another Ironman. Most people who get a Kona slot say they just kind of, I don't want to do another one until Kona because that's my focus. But I'm using Tulsa to kind of train me for that. I already have my slot. So, yeah. um, of course I'd love to still podium and, and, you know, win it or whatever, but there's a lot of good girls there anyways, but this is going to help me manage my run. You know, I could manage my bike so that I can manage my run so that I can do better in Kona. That's the reason why I'm doing it. So who supports you at the races? Is it just you? Uh, me? No. <laughs> well, now I have a wedding family, so I've never been a part of a tri club. Like I okay. said, I've always trained alone. Um, I've always had my own sponsors. I've had BRL Sports for like 10, 11 years. Um, Honey Stinger for, I think we're going on, this is my fourth year with Honey Stinger. Okay. And, um, and Trek and Bontrager. I've had them since Xterra days. They picked me up and my Xterra's is a title sponsor, but now I've just been carried right through and they're great. Cause I get, you know, all my free, all my free Bontrager parts and stuff for my bike. And I'm waiting for the new bike to come out. So I'm going to get a new, um, another new bike as soon as they come out with their brand new bike with desk brakes. Uh-huh. They're a little behind about a year or so, but they're just, the design, they were waiting for the design to be better than what it is. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, it's the fastest bike <laughs> I've ever owned and I absolutely love it. So, um, the, uh, now I feel that I have time to, to put into, you know, being part of a tri club. Whereas before I was just, you know, basically, I couldn't make it to any races I wasn't racing at to support other people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people in North Carolina that are in, on the wedding team, and I'm hoping to get to some of these races just to support them, like like Norman Sprint, which I probably won't do, but I might go up there and, and support my team. Okay. Um, so when I was in Florida, it was really cool to meet all these people yeah. that were part of this global racing team. Um, and, and we won as an overall uh, tri-club for Florida, meaning the most of the members on the podium with the most points. Okay. So my, my win contributed towards the points. So it was pretty cool. That's it's, cool. It's nice to, yeah. And, and it's nice to have support and see people, you know, at all these races, because quite frankly, my family's over it. Uh. <laughs> you know, the Jim will still go to Kona with me, but the kids, they've been to Cozumel, they've been to Kona, uh, they've been to Lake Placid. They've been to Ironman New York, the one and only that I did and that they had. Yeah. Um, but they they have their own lives and they're yeah. all getting older. Yeah. You know, they even if it's a vacation spot, you know, like my two youngers that are still in school, my ninth grader and my 11th grader don't even want to go to Kona this year. No. They're like, no, nah, I don't want to miss school. Like, you don't want to miss school? <laughs> really? It's funny. I know. It's just they don't. They don't care. So, and then I go to these races by myself, yeah. you know, Man. thank God I've never had issues after an Ironman because, there's no, you know, there's nobody there to well, bring me to the I, hospital. That's <laughs> kind of why, what I was talking about support. Like, so you get there, yeah. you've got your gear, you've got to put your gear where it's got to be and you're, you're out of the water and then onto the bike and your bike's got to be there. And then from the bike, you drop the bike and then you put on your 
your gear to run and you go run and yeah, it's amazing. And then I, you know, mentally you have to be with it. Like it's all a big blur really. When you do that, you know, 10 plus hours of racing at your fastest, you get done and you're like, you know, you don't even really remember half the day. It's just, you just, you just keep moving. I mean, I've done 17 Ironmans, so it's kind of just, just keep moving process. And I've never been like, I don't think, you know, Jim or my family really worry about me. I've never been in such bad condition that I can't, I need help. Yeah. You know, I've always walked away from the races, you know, and I guess if it's a major crash or something, you know, just the ambulance would pick me up. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's mentally for me, it's, I, I like being there by myself, truthfully, Man. because it's not, it's less I have to think about anybody else. Are they having a good time or yeah, you know? you're just there <laughs> and I'm focused. sorry, I'm not going for a walk with you today because I really should stay off my legs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. But I mean, it's kind of a bit, it's not like I go to destinations, you know, people go to Cosmo because it's a destination. I go down there to win you're because going I to think win. that's the best race for me that year. So it's, it's not about the destinations for me. It's about going and competing. Yes. You're a competitor. Yep. You are a competitor. So good. Well, thanks for sitting down and talking yeah. to me. This, it was a, it was a amazing story of grit and determination and working through injuries and getting to places and moving and and taking it to the extreme and your worlds this year will be all the luck to you thank you and it's yeah. not luck it's a lot of hard work so <laughs> it is yeah so go I'm after really it looking and forward get it. to it this year all right thank you yep. thanks rob all right have a good day you too bye Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms, and be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.